pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. On the Texas flag, I pledge allegiance to the Texas, one state, under God, one and indivisible. Our God and Creator, thank you for another beautiful day in Fayette County, another day of precious life for all of us here today. We ask that you look over all of our first responders and those that keep us healthy and safety in this county. As you continue to bless us with some rain, and we also ask that especially today, very important things on the agenda today, that you give us the wisdom and knowledge and courage to make the decisions that are in the best interest of those whom we are privileged to serve. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. agenda be to consider and take appropriate action approving the following minutes from the previous meeting. We thank y'all for sending those to us electronically uh, August the 25th of 2022 regular meeting and the September 1st 2022 special meeting. I move we approve the minutes for the August 25th and September 1st 2022 meetings. Is there a second? Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. All opposed? The motion carries Item two is uh, open public comments, petitions, requests, or statements by the public. Here, offer any comments or statements, or doors open on anything. Consider and take appropriate action in signing a proclamation proclaiming the week 
of September 17th to 23rd, 2022, as Constitution Week in Fayette County. This is something we've done before, and I would like to ask Kathy Shoddy and her ladies who are here to stand up, maybe and just say a few words about what this is about and what we're going to do to recognize it. Well, thank you, Judge Weber. We are so happy to be here to represent uh, Smith McMillan, Daughters of the American Revolution chapter, and we are actively working with schools and the community to let everyone know that we're celebrating the great Constitution being signed. Um, September 17th, we're actually going to have a ringing of the bell ceremony here on the lawn of the courthouse at 245, and it's called ringing of the bell ceremony, and actually this is going to take place across the country. So we hope that y'all can come and ring a bell, and wear red, white, and blue if you want to, and join us in a, a very short ceremony to uh, celebrate the signing of our Constitution. And we thank you for letting us do this. Uh, I would like to read this declaration real quick, and then we'll vote on it, and, and uh, we'll come up take a picture. What was yesterday? Was yesterday or the day before was the was a very important day because it was the birthday of the man who our county is named after. You know that? Lafayette, born in September the eighth, I think, or seven, maybe in seventeen fifty seven. Do you know Lafayette what he did? He's a young Frenchman, right? That came from the Republican. You studied. I got it. Okay. <laughs> a little before the Constitution. Okay. Proclamation of Fayette County. Where is the Constitution of the United States of America? The guardian of our liberties. Embodies the principles of limited government in a republic dedicated to rule of law. And where is September 17, 2022, marks the 235th anniversary of the framing of the Constitution of the United States of America by the Constitutional Convention. Whereas it's fitting and proper to accord a future recognition, recognition of this magnificent document, it's a memorable anniversary to the patriotic celebrations which commemorated. And whereas Public Law 915 guarantees the issuing of proclamation each year by the President of the United States of America, designating September 17th to the 23rd as Constitution Week. Now, therefore, we, the Fayette County Commissioners Court, Fayette County, Texas, do hereby proclaim the week 17 September through 23rd as Constitution Week. And we ask our citizens to reaffirm the ideals of the framers the Constitution had in 1787 by diligently protecting the freedoms guaranteed to us through this guardian of our liberties. And witness thereof, I have thereunto set my hand, cause the seal of Fayette County, Texas, to be affixed the 8th day of September on the year of our Lord, 2021, signed this 8th day of September 2022 in Fayette County, Texas, by me upon approval of a motion to accept this proclamation. I move we sign a proclamation proclaiming the week of September 17th to the 23rd, 2022 as Constitution Week in Fayette County. Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. And we're all going to sign this. 
be interesting to know how many counties in the state of Texas are doing this. I hope all of them, but we do appreciate y'all for putting it on the agenda and making sure we all, it's very important, recognize that. Picture time. signing a certificate of appreciation <clears throat> to Mr. Bob Heinrich for his service as the Fayette County representative to the Blue Bonnet Trails Community Center. How many in this room know Mr. Heinrich? If you don't, you will here very shortly because uh, we're going to say some few things to recognize a gentleman who's served our county so faithfully and loyally for the last, what, how many, 20-something years on the Blue Bonnet? 25. Sir. 25 years. Uh, what I'd like you to do before we recognize you is to you just stay by. If you would take just a few minutes and make sure, and just tell everybody what Blue Bonnet is about and sure, Judge. what it's done for our county. Thank you. That's your under your leadership. <clears throat> uh, well, it wasn't only my leadership. It was uh, seven other different county representatives. Blue Bonnet Trails was formed in 1997 as a uh, as an offshoot of Austin State School. You know, Austin State School uh, was the, the mentally retarded side of, of the MHMR program. And of course, we had a mental health uh, hospital up in Austin also. Now, the reason Blue Bonnet Trails was formed is because the uh, legislature, the state of Texas, uh, determined that uh, the individuals that needed services in the, on the mental health side, and back then the mental retardation side, it's called intellectual disabilities now, uh, needed to be in a position to where they had a little more freedom. 
they were uh, they were confined too much. They weren't out in the community. So our mission was to start community programs to where the these individuals had more freedoms. So in the 254 counties in the state of Texas, there were 39 centers formed. Blue Bonnet Trails was one. We covered eight different counties. We still cover eight different counties. Uh, so Craig County, of course, was, was part of that. And uh, during these years, we, uh, I guess, progressed from a uh, community center that served approximately 5,000 people uh, a year to now 37,000 people a year. And that's over to eight different counties. And uh, it continues to grow. The need is huge. Uh, the, the demand is huge. The, the financing is not really totally there to, to enable us to continue our services in the method that we would like to continue services. But we were able to, throughout those years, in six of the eight different counties, build new facilities that were previously rented, dilapidated type of facilities. And you may have noticed the facility here we have in LaGrange that just recently opened. Uh, they're close to the bridge. Uh, the community center there is, is at 950, I think, is the address. Uh, it's a beautiful two-story building, and it's a nice place for people to come to for services. And of course, we do have other outlying areas that provide services in Schulenburg and other places. But it was my privilege to serve the county uh, as the representative for the last 25 years. Judge Yunichka and the <coughs> commissioner's court at that time appointed me. Uh, in my very first meeting, I was, uh, hey, what am I doing here? You know, what am I supposed to do? And uh, they elected me as the chairman, and I said, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I came here just to represent the county. I, what do you mean? I, I'm supposed to run this thing? <laughs> I don't hardly know anything about it. So, But it took me a few years, but I found out quite a bit about what we're supposed to do and, uh, and how we're supposed to do it. And we hired some good people to, to run it. And uh, basically, we started out, and I'm going on too long here, we started out with a CEO, and then we started out with uh, just the basics of running an operation. We had about 55 employees. Right now, uh, we have a CEO that has 532 employees. So we've expanded greatly, uh, and we've uh, provided many different services, and I think that the county has, uh, has been a great uh, partner with us, the Sheriff's Department, and, and the uh, law enforcement agencies and EMS have been great partners. And it's caused us to be able to grow and expand and provide services. So I was happy to represent Fake County for all those 25 years, and uh, thank you all very much for uh, considering and appreciation to me. Well, thank what you. you started with and what you achieved and left us with is quite a legacy <coughs> and for the future of our county. And uh, I just thank you. I know that you're also, he's extremely a veteran and extremely uh, active in our veterans' activities here in organizations. So we thank you for that. Any other commissioners like to say a few words? I know it's impacted all y'all's precincts, but we've gone and spelling. Mr. Arnie, is that um, <clears throat> one of the, uh, was that your brother, Gary? No. Gary is a distant cousin. 
Yeah. Anyway, he was, if anyone from Schillenberg, anybody in town knew Garrett, when they went out to the community to whatever, if they were going to the grocery store or going bowling, everybody knew him. His name was Garrett. I think he was, he was quite a character, but he, he was. Oh, you're I, talking about my brother, Michael. Oh, Michael. Michael, yeah, Michael, Michael was my brother. He's, he was he, he was mentally retarded. Yeah, yeah, but everybody in Schoenberg knew him. When you went, when they went out to whatever they were doing there, then you knew him because he was always there, talking to everybody. So it was, I, I've known him my entire life. I guess. Yeah, yeah, he was, uh, he was quite. A, and like I said, everybody in Schoenberg knew him. He was a character. He was, uh, yeah. My my um, my niece actually participates in the program. Don't have over there sometimes too. So we're really glad that y'all are. They would do that in Schulenburg. Okay. The programs they have in Schulenburg are top notch. I mean, you see the people that are in there, you know, they're happy as can be whenever they come in, they're happy as can be whenever they come out. They do great work there. I can't say enough about them at all. So it's a wonderful program to have. It's just amazing growing it that much. I mean, that's a big accomplishment mm -hmm. to go to that many bullies over, I mean, 25 years is a long time, but like you said, the funding. It wasn't there to start with to begin with, and you had to find ways to do it. That's that's a pretty big accomplishment. Okay, I'm going to read this because it's important. Whereas donating one's time to assist persons and their families served by Blue Bonnet Trails Community Services through services designed to enhance personal growth through a valued system of care to improve the health and independence of the person served is a noble undertaking supporting healthy and fulfill lives in our communities. And whereas Bob Heinrich exemplifies the finest qualities of volunteer public servant, recognized for his selfless efforts on behalf of others, and is a valued and respected leader in Fayette County in the state of Texas. <clears throat> whereas Bob Heinrich is an active champion of persons and families, experiencing the effects of developmental disabilities, mental illness, and substance addictions as ex an exemplary leader, supporting our families through the Fayette County Commission for intellectual disabilities, advocating for and supporting services for persons with intellectual and development disabilities. And whereas in 1996, Bob Heinrich dedicated his time, talents to work alongside representatives from Burnett, Bastrop, Lee, Fayette, Caldwell, and Williamson counties as a member of a committee appointed by the county judges to establish a board of trustees forming a community center on September 1st, 1997 which both on September 1st, 2000, were expanded to include Gonzales and Guadalupe counties. And after its establishment, Bob Heinrich served as chair of the Blue Bonnet Trails Community Services Board of Trustees from 1997 through 2019 and continues to serve as vice chair of the board. And whereas, under the leadership of Bob Heinrich, the Blue Bonnet Trails Community Services Board of Trustees, established the goal of being a system of excellence, became a certified community behavioral health clinic, received accreditation through the National Committee on Quality Assurance, prepares for national accreditation under the Commission on Accreditation of Rehabilitation Facilities, and certification as a rural health clinic, and has received multiple national and state grants <clears throat> awarded, celebrating and furthering success in the innovative practices including integrated health care. And whereas, supported by his wife, Diana Ivory, and his family and friends, Bob continues to give generously of his time, support of the programs, Blue Bonnet Trails, Community Service, and his collaborative partners in service to persons and families in need. <clears throat> and in doing so, he deserves the praise and respect of fellow Texans. Now, therefore, be it. 
And now, therefore, we, the Fayette County Commissioner's Court, hereby wish to congratulate Bob Heinrich, present this proclamation, certificate of appreciation, and copy thereof be spread upon the minutes of the Commissioner's Court of Fayette County, Texas. Upon approval, will be signed this day, September 20, <coughs> 20, uh, 2022 in Fayette County, Texas. And I know this recognition, and you will accept this certificate on behalf of all those <coughs> who served with you. And we have many great citizens in this county that I know you are accepting on behalf of them too, Bob, and I appreciate that. Okay, do I have a motion? We sign a certificate of appreciation to Bob Hyatt for his services as the Fayette County representative of the Blue Bottom Trails Communities. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Mm -hmm. The motion carries unanimously. And we're going to sign this with a nice picture. Everybody that did not not know you know your name. <laughs> <coughs> I really get to take a picture with you. Yes, you do. <laughs> That's an honor in itself. Here is not here. 
wait till wait. Let's just wait a minute. Is Cassie coming back? Yes. Yeah, so let's just wait till she comes back in. She. This is something that we're required to do is to kind of standardize things for the election. One thing that I did learn on the new on the way the elections are run is if somebody is unopposed, their mm -hmm. name will not be on the ballot. Yeah. They'll be on there. They'll be on there, but there won't be a box. box. Just a vote. But anyway, I mean, we can go through this district judge unopposed, county judge, district clerk unopposed, county clerk unopposed, county tax session collector unexpired term unopposed, county commissioner precinct two unopposed, county commissioner precinct four unopposed, justice peace one unopposed, justice peace. Precinct two unopposed, just in peace, precinct three unopposed, and just in peace, precinct four unopposed. And I think we can go ahead and probably approve this. It also is, uh, I think the for early voting and election day and those type of things. So that'll all be put out there. Okay. I move we approve the order of elections for November 8, 2022 general election. Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item six. Open and hold public hearing on tax increase concerning the proposed, proposed tax rate for tax year 2022 of 0.4429, excuse me, 0.44219 for $100 of taxable value to fund the 2023 Fayette County budget. Consider and accept all comments. And then upon that, we will close the public hearing. So at this time, the public hearing is open. And is there any comments on this specific agenda? I'll make a comment. I, I as I said before, I mean, I feel very good about the, the budget this year, but I will say I think we have made made it much more transparent and trying to break down certain things in departments and show everybody exactly where the money is going. But I think we're, we're getting a lot better at that, and it's I feel very confident in, in this next year's budget. County Auditor, do you have anything? You know, you've been burning the late night oil here, and we've kind of got coming to where we've got this wrapped up. Is there anything you'd like to add? I disagree with Jason, and, and like I've said, even in the future, there's still more things we need to break down and make more transparent. I'm um, welcome to all and open comments on it. I'm really, like he said, too, we're going through it. Second year, learning a lot more, making a lot more notes, but uh, even with our salaries and our health insurance and all that, just trying to get everything right. <coughs> and it, I've had to make quite a few changes each time we've gotten ready to propose it or, you know, we've proposed it, we've done some changes to it, but I do feel it is, it was a better year this year going through it. Well, I think, y'all, it's been a difficult year as far as to make projections, projections on revenues, projections on expenditures. Having gone through the COVID and all the money that's been thrown around the federal government out there, and, you know, the, 
difficulties, the economic issues, and so but we appreciate <coughs> that's work. Yes, sir. I just want to say I was able to observe the process this year, and I felt like the court did very good at delivering all of deliberating on all those very difficult decisions. I know this was a difficult year. I'm, uh, I'm going to reiterate a request that I've made, and I'd like to see uh, next year um, any talk, future talk of salary increases or benefit increases should also include an analysis of all the overtime and all the benefits, so you can get a we can get a real picture of the overall benefits package. I think that's very critical going forward. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> We, we accept all comments and close the public hearing. Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Uh, Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item seven is budget workshop to discuss all expected approximate revenues and expenditures for the Fayette County 2023 budget. Take any action the commissioner's court deems necessary at this time, and we'll open the workshop. And I would defer to the auditor. Do you have any? You've got your finals here, your expenditures, your revenues. We're ready to wrap this up. In front of y'all, I did print out for y'all all the finals now. We did have um, a couple more adjustments due to the fact that we had given, like, the EMS the three personnel full times for uh, round top. I had to go back and plug in health insurance for them so that I'm covered for everyone that does get hired, does have the benefits in there and it's already put into the budget. There were a few other positions that did not have that in there and we had to go back and plug that in. So the health insurance had adjusted uh, quite a bit on some of them. Um, I did have commissioners that went back through it with a, you know, another look at it. This sent it out on Monday, Tuesday. And they looked at it and got back with me on Tuesday or Wednesday morning and we got everything else adjusted like we needed. So I am ready to adopt it. <coughs> Commissioner, do you have anything? Uh... Okay. Okay. We're not spending more money than we're projecting to bring in. Is that correct? We're having to use a little bit of the reserves that we will have over, but with the fact that we have to always allocate so much for the indigent health care that we do not use, that affects how my revenue looks for the general fund. As well as some of the reserves that would be some of the, you can't say uh, carryover, whatever is left in the book. Okay. And if you're comfortable, we can make that. Unexpended revenue. That's what you call it. You can call it carryover. Does anybody uh, run the workshop now? It's the last chance. Is there anything that you believe needs cleaning up? We've been over this a lot. <coughs> Okay, do I have a motion and we'll close this workshop? Move accept all comments on the budget workshop and close the budget workshop. Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? <coughs> all in favor? Aye. All opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Okay. 
but it is facing on you. Yeah. Okay, the next agenda item is agenda item eight. We're going to consider take appropriate action in setting salaries and expenses and allowances of elected county and precinct officers for the year 2023. Again, a requirement by the tax code and the local government code that we do this. Uh, we run the ad in the paper like we were supposed to. I've had no um, questions or um, feedback on it, so I guess everybody is happy with what was proposed. And it was just a 5% increase overall. For happy or satisfied? I guess satisfied. No comment. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, something that we're required to do. And I think it's uh, our elected officials uh, have worked hard. And, uh, and our precinct officers, uh, everybody that, uh, to, you know, improve our services in this county, keep them up with harms in pretty strenuous and difficult times and as have all businesses. So uh, I think this is appropriate and I think it's very much in line with what other counties are doing with respect to their elected officials. So I think it's a good thing. And when we set the salaries, expenses, and allowances of the elected county and precinct officers for the year 2023. Is there a second? Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda 9 is considered to take appropriate action in the adoption of the 2023 county budget, which will include approving and signing the budget certificate and approving and signing the order adopting the budget for the fiscal year 2023. Uh, I'm going to read, uh, I think it's important for people to make public here, I'm going to read this uh, budget certificate that again is required by the state after we do our, our budget work. <clears throat> it says budget year January 1st, 2023 through December 31st, 2023. We, Joseph F. Weber County Judge and Brenda Feetsum, County Clerk and Cindy Lavelka, County Auditor of Fayette County, Texas, do hereby certify that the attached budget is true and correct copy of the fiscal year 2023 budget of Fayette County, Texas, as passed and approved by the Fayette County Commissioner's Court on the 8th day of September 2022, as the same appears on file in the office of the County Clerk of Fayette County, Texas. The Fayette County, Texas order adopting the budget for fiscal year 2023 reads, on this 8th day of September 2022, at a regularly scheduled meeting of the Fayette County Commissioner's Court came to be considered the budget of estimated revenues and proposed expenditures for the period beginning January 1st, 2023 and ending December 31st, 2023. And it appearing to the court that the said budget is in accordance with law and has been duly prepared by the county judge and county commissioners, assisted by the county auditor, has been duly filed for inspection, and that notice has been given in accordance with the law for public hearing on the adoption of the said budget. And the said budget having been duly considered by the county, inclusive of modifications, if any, 
and deferred items, if any, and approved in court on September 8, 2022, on motion made and seconded and carried by a majority <coughs> of the commissioner's court. It is ordered by the court that the said budget be, and it is hereby approved and adopted. It is further ordered by the court that totals shown in said budget for expenditure categories be considered to be budget line items. And the amount shown for individual items included in those categories be considered to be supplementary information. Considered, adopted, made, ordered, signed, and done in open meeting, in open court, by the vote of the Fayette County Commissioner's Court on this day. So, uh, and then we'll have a vote on this. <coughs> and those are the documents we'll have to sign and certify. <coughs> Commissioners, any, uh, Will we adopt the 2023 county budget, which will include approving and signing the budget certificate and approving and signing the order adopting the budget for the fiscal year 2023? Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Okay. Agenda item 10 is to consider and take appropriate action in ratifying the property tax increase reflected in the adopted budget and required to fund the 2023 county budget. <clears throat> I just want to comment on this, uh, the way the wording in the agenda item is, and we work very closely with our county attorney, and it's just me, because I want the community to read things and understand it, and it makes sense, and the way this reads is considered to take appropriate action in ratifying the property tax increase reflected in the adopted budget and required to fund the 2023 county budget. What was our county tax rate this year? It was like 0. 0.4640, right? Yes. What is the tax rate that we're going to improve? 0.44, which is somewhere around two cents lower. Okay, this agenda item says in ratifying the tax increase reflected in the budget tax increase, okay? So what we're saying is the rate is gonna go down and the rate has to go down because we're capped. But even though our tax rate is going down, the revenues generated, the ta your taxes, the levy is gonna be more. Why is that? Because of the appraisals that have gone in. So, that's, people need to understand that, and that increase, tax increase, is based on the no new revenue tax. We have been told the no new revenue tax, and that's the rate, that's the tax rate, that would generate the same amount of revenue next year as this year, if we didn't include any new property. That's, and, and that, that no new revenue tax rate is somewhere around 0.39. Again, we had over a half a billion dollars of more property subject to be levied than we did the year before. And that's the appraisals, those type of things. So that's kind of where we are. And uh, that's, I know it's complicated. There's six pages of formulas that the appraisal, Richard Mooring has to go through to come up with these numbers and percentages, but we're lowering our tax rate from the one this year 
but we're raising it. It's increased from the no new revenue rate. So uh, from 0.39 to 0.44. So I don't know if I've done a very good job of explaining that, but I think it's important that everybody understands it. I, I'm going to make a motion, unless any of the commissioners have anything they'd like to add, that we adopt this property tax increase. I'd like to move we adopt the property tax increase reflected in the adopted budget and that is required to fund the 2023 county budget be ratified that we just approved. So uh, that would be my motion. Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 11. Consider and take appropriate action in the adoption of and setting by written order the debt service tax rate of 0 .00712 for 100 for tax year 2022. Okay. Uh, that, that, that is the rate that's adjusted for how much debt we're carrying. You think, Commissioner, you want to comment on that? Or? Our debt, I, one of the things we really try to do is keep our debt down, uh, and uh, that certainly will lower that rate portion of the rate. But uh, I think we've done a pretty good job. <coughs> Cindy, you want to say anything on that debt, that rate? No, it did lower from last year, and it is lower. But otherwise, yes, it's okay. And that is one of the three pieces of our county property tax rate. You know, we have our general fund we, we, and our road bridge together make the, what we call maintenance operations and then the other piece is that rate from our service and our debt. So. <clears throat> okay. I move we set by written order the debt service tax rate of .00712 for $100 for tax year 2022. Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 12 is to consider and take appropriate action in the adoption and settling by written order the maintenance and operation tax rate of 0.43507 per hundred. Again, maintenance and operations, that's our general fund and our road and bridge added with what we just approved gives us our final tax rate. So, and this is, uh, this covers the, uh, a big portion of this. <laughs> Certainly is our general fund to cover a lot of expenses, but road and bridge as well. <clears throat> and we've tried to be pretty good in the budget about, you know, accepting the fact that, that prices of materials and oil and equipment and all those other things are going up. And fortunately, I know we don't like to see our taxes go up because of higher appraisals necessarily, although it's, you know, we all want our value to increase in our homes. But I think we've oriented, we've pushed a lot of that increase toward road and bridge where we can continue to keep up our services and our roads and stuff here in the county. I think the commissioners won't have any comment for we. <coughs> so I think it's a good rate. I move we approve the tax rate for maintenance and operations for the tax year 2022 and sign a written order. 
Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? Are you happy, Commissioner Sternall? I am. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 13. Consider to take appropriate action on a motion that the property tax rate be increased by the adoption of a tax rate of 0.44219 per hundred for tax year 2022, which is effectively a 13.1% increase in the tax rate and that an order be adopted and signed setting the rate of 0.44219 per hundred for tax year 2020. With the revenue attributable to the tax rate increase being for the purpose of public health and safety, security, facility upgrades, maintaining a reasonable contingency reserve fund, reasonable pay increases for county employees who continue to provide essential services. And I thought we were gonna add in there uh, our increases in increases maintenance and Again, very con a little bit confusing, but this is what we're directed by the state code to put in here. And I, I ask the commissioners if they want to provide any comments on this, but consider take appropriate action on motion that the property tax rate be increased by the adoption of the tax rate of 0.44219. We are increasing the tax rate from the no new revenue tax rate. That would be the rate if we adopted, that would generate as much revenue as last year. We can't survive on that, the new revenue tax rate, not with all the costs and expenses and the things going up. So it has, that's what the increase is from the no new revenue tax rate. Uh, so, but the way it reads, we all know our tax rate this year is 0.464. The one we're adopting is 0.44. That's not increase. That's decrease in your tax rate. Well, it is a decrease in the current rate, but it's an increase from the uh, no new revenue rate. I got a book this thick. I'd be happy to share with y'all. You can read this and you'll fully understand what we're trying to do. Uh, What's it called? What? What's it called? I'd like to propose a motion then that I move that the property tax rate be increased by the adoption of a tax rate of 0.44219 per $100 of taxable value for tax year 2022, which is effectively a 13.1% increase in the tax rate and that an order be signed setting the tax rate of 0.44219 for tax year 2022 with the purpose of increases in maintenance and operations, public health and safety, security, facility upgrades, maintaining a reasonable contingency reserve fund, pay raises for county employees to continue to provide essential services. Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? I would only like to add that by state law, our, our tax rate the no the uh, voter approval rate 
as determined by the appraisal is the rate we have adopted. That is the rate we cannot go over unless we hold an election and people approve that, okay? It's nice that they've capped that and we've lowered the rate from our previous rate, but next year and the years that follow, if the appraisals level off or even tend to go down, we will be challenged because we've been forced to lower our tax rate from what it currently is now. So I just throw that out there. The court, I won't be here, but the court's going to be able to deal with that. And uh, But it is interesting uh, because the legislature did put a cap on how much we can raise the tax rate. So we're at that cap. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. We're sitting here talking about all this and all these people out there that we think I know what I'm Okay, agenda item 14 is considered take appropriate action concerning improving the final plat of Round Top Spring Space 2 from the Central Texas Development LLC Phase 1. Approval was given on April 14, 2022. Good morning, commissioners. <coughs> The plot there is in Precinct 2 off of Nassau Road. This development will create 12 lots ranging between 4 and 10 acre tracks. Uh, the access for all of these will be a new public road. As you can see, there's pretty much just a straight shot with the cul-de-sac at the end. Four acre property. Yeah, well, it's, well, the smallest lot is what three acres. Hmm? Four. 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 Lot lot three is four acres. Okay. Okay. Yeah, lot four acres. Okay. I'm going to do. We approve the final plat. Around Top Springs Phase Two from Central Texas Developers LLC. Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed. The motion carries unanimously. <coughs> Agenda Item 15 is approve the application for permit to lay temporary water lines in the road wideway submitted by Riley Permium Operating Company LLC for said water line to be placed along the Tyrant Road. In Precinct One, a public county road located in Fayette County, Texas. <coughs> so the no action. Cor correct. No action. They found a different route to go to. Didn't interfere with any kind of roads. So okay. take no yeah. action. Great. Okay. Agenda item 16. Hear monthly report from Clemster Novel, our county inspector, Office of Development, Printing, and Construction Manager. So for the month of August, uh, we issued 36 new septic permits, over 12 from the previous month, had 26 completed septic inspections, and 14 new development permits. Uh, divisions of property, pre on par, eight new divisions of property compared to 10 the previous month. Uh, just looking back, this was a pretty busy month again for us. Uh, June, the last time there was an article out about how busy the county was, how much development was going on. Uh, in the month of June, just to look back, we had 37 permits issued, and so now we're back up to 36 again. 
So as just a average, we are about 30 to 32 permits a month so far, uh, which if that continues would land us right around 380 new septic permits for the county for the year 2022, which again would be the highest total count we've seen as long as I've been here. But we'll see how the rest of the year goes. Would you comment just on where, as we wrap it up this West Point, uh, and kind of Clint tell us where we are on this? Sure. Uh, last year, uh, we had finished our grant project to close out the uh, West Point sewer system. Uh, we used all the grant money we had there, and uh, the next step that is not grant funded uh, that we are doing is to close down the actual closure of the plant. Uh, so we have got our engineer design for that. It's been submitted and approved by the state. And they have recently taken some pre-construction soil samples, gotten those sent in. Uh, so our next phase will be decommissioning the plant, and that will be one less item on the county budget next year. How much could that save us, <clears throat> roughly, you think? Just the operating costs were 3500 a month, uh, plus all of our maintenance and repairs, which we're going up right. as It'll a plan. Yeah. That's, that's our expected savings. It's about what it is. That's great. I appreciate it. You're an amber. Hey, Don, motion. <laughs> Do we accept the report from the Sir, second. Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 17. <laughs> We'll have no action on this one. That was that was my fault. Um, report from We are going to do it on the 22nd meeting, um, just because their financials aren't completely ready at this time. <coughs> okay. Agenda item 18. Hear a report from Angel Hahn, our county grant specialist. So I have some good news on our buyout. We yep. closed on two pieces of property on Tuesday. Um, so yeah, we're glad to hear that. Um, the, we have four other pieces of property that will be in the next draw. That has been, those, that paperwork has been submitted to GLO, so we just have to get the approval on them for them to deposit the money into the account, two to three week process, and then we'll close on four pieces of property. So that leaves two uh, in what was considered the high priority area. Of uh, those two, one of the property owners has been difficult to do a lot of work for Grantworks to contact. They're still working on that. And the other person has uh, is appealing their uh, appraisal. So until we get those two, those will be on hold. But now that the property is ours, uh, Tyler was uh, going to reach out to the two demo contractors that we pre-qualified to meet them and do a walkthrough for a sealed bid. And then as soon as that bid is accepted by the court, uh, they'll start with the demo. Did he uh, have any idea when? We he wasn't be? sure. They're ready. He, they're, they knew it was coming. Uh, it's just a matter of them getting scheduled to get into the property. Uh, Tyler does believe, because those are relatively new homes in terms of you know, in, in construction business, there's probably no living but it's paying for asbestos in there, so this should be a very straightforward demo. So, so from yesterday, we counting down two pieces of property. Right? Yes. They're ours. Yes. So, and they're increasing three. Okay. What? You know, we do we are we just want to wait till we 
I would like to wait and see what the demolition trucks can move in within the next two and three I, weeks. I would like. I'll look, I'll verify. I'll follow up with Tyler on that today and let you know what he's what he thinks their timeline is going to be. Should we mow the grass? No. Actually, I mean, I, you know, it's there's a lot of junk around there. <clears throat> we can go through a mow it, and then a week later they may come and demolish it. I think it's just pointless. But I mean, if it's going to be four, five, six weeks, and yeah, we'll go in there and do it. I'll and well, but I mean, I know Jason already. He's got equipment down. He said he'll help us do it if we need to. But and uh, but if, as soon as we hear from Tyler, if he says you know four to six weeks, then then I think I'll, I'll we'll go there. And, <coughs> at least those two, right? Well, I want to thank you and everybody else <coughs> listening to me complain right. about it. But it's only taken five years. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And I, you know, Tyler said when we were waiting to start all this, he said, you know, this really went fast. Look, in the world of grants, it did. Didn't right. you say that Fayette County is, we're, we're the furthest along? We are. Everyone. And that's why, like, the draw, the drawdowns and all that took a little bit longer because we were a pilot program. Because, because we agreed to step up and absorb the closing costs, and we'll get reimbursed for that. But the other counties just wanted everything to be covered. So because we agreed to do that, that's what moved us forward. So that's good. Um, here's a blast from the past. Um, Buckner Creek Master Drainage Planning Project. That was an application that was originally submitted in 2018 by uh, Janet Kerrigan when FEMA was looking for countywide drainage plans uh, to, for in their application process. And at the time, she focused specifically on Buckner Creek. So that application was not chosen to be funded, but was considered an alternate. This past summer, I think it was last year, 21, I believe it was. Yes, in June of 21, Tatum reached out to us and said, okay, we have some funding. Are y'all still interested in that? And talked with Harvey, and it, the uh, uh, consensus was we would be interested if it was a countywide drainage project, you know, not just Buckner's Creek, which is what FEMA had originally asked for. So we met with all of the players, uh, discussed it, and decided to move forward, and that's the, pretty much the last we heard of it, until Tuesday. And I got an email from a young lady who was with the accounting and of Tatum that said she is our, what she call herself, uh, support affiliate who's assigned to the project and she's working on the subrecipient sub assessment portion. So it looks like that project is still alive. Uh, there is a total cost of 466000 The federal share of that is 349530 and our share would be 116510 for a countywide drainage county study. So I'll let you know. Is that just for the study? Yeah. But it, would, it covers a lot, because what we talked about is we would identify areas within the county that are historically have flooding issues. And I mean, one six mile line is the overpass of Platonia, right there at I-10. Our waste floods causes issues. Just the way Platonia drains, Plum has drainage areas, Winchester has drainage <coughs> issues. And it kind of, it's it's not just a one specific, it's a lot of, we will identify a lot of areas throughout the whole county. And it's, the timing actually is very good for them to bring it back up because it has a mitigation plan. You know, we're gonna start working on that. We can incorporate that into that plan so that any further. Is this study include incorporated areas to municipalities? It's, we said countywide. Okay. 
the, the question is, is this kind of flood study that they're going to drain the study that will allow them to update their flood maps, the FEMA maps? I don't, like, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's there. Does that matter? I mean, I don't know, I, I don't know what the original idea behind this drink, this whole problem from FEMA was, because there's, I don't have any We, we submitted that, Janet, I don't know, did she submit that before the flood? That was she submitted it in 2018. Yeah, but what, what we had talked about when we talked about the countywide was just basically getting an engineer to say, hey, how can some of these possibly be corrected? Not, for, oh, like, uh, not to change flood FEMA's flood maps. Yeah, this, okay. was, this was done at a lot lower level. Now, what they use this information for, I don't know, but we're not proposing that. And I mean, they certainly can take the information and, and look at their maps, but. Uh, I know Janet had originally talked about Buckner's Creek, mm -hmm. but there's so many other places in Bay Canada need. You know, I mean, I don't even know how much money it would cost just to try to fix Buckner's Creek. So, yeah. I mean, you know, where it starts originates from. So that we just thought there were more areas in Bay Canada that need more attention than just that Buckner's Creek. Because I think Buckner's Creek, a lot of this problem is in Colorado, so. I don't think you can ever really fix Buckner's Creek. But yeah, the initial estimates on what it would take to fix Buckner's Creek, it would cost less to buy every property associated with it than it would cost to fix it. It was a tremendous amount of money uh, in the tens or hundreds of millions of dollars. But that was just an estimate at the time. Well, the reason why I asked if the request, and I wasn't here yet, y'all, went out before the flood was because, you know, I guess we can spend a lot of money doing this study, but I'll bet you the flood told us a lot about where our problems are. Well, I think yeah, I, mean, I just wonder if we, you know, they'll capture that in their study, I'm sure. And I, I think that some of the flooding issues you've had since then are indicative of where your problems are, but this puts it on paper, right. which allows us to include it in the hazard mitigation plan. Because we had flooding issues in 15, 16, and 17, big one, but it originally started before that. Okay, keep an eye, keep in the loop on that. I will certainly do that. Uh, Paul Zappalite sent me some information on a glass recycling program that he's interested in. It's through the Glass Recycling Foundation, and uh, basically it's about a $20,000 maximum grant. There's a, there is a 25% match, but what Paul would like to do was is to apply for more containers for their curbside pickup for glass. Uh, he thinks that they'll get better... His old containers are not, or they're kind of falling apart, so he just would like to try and get some new ones. Uh, they do a lot of glass, uh, you know, this company's looking for ways that glass is recycled and put back into the, you know, retail business or whatever. Well, we don't do that. You know, they pulverize it, but then they give it out, they use it for different things. So we are, we are making use of it. It's just... You know, so I don't know whether or not this would be an application that they accept, but he wants to at least try for it. Would this be for a new pulverizer? No, it's not for a new pulverizer. It's just it's only a, most of the grants are about 10000 10, to 15000 which would be enough to get him some really good containers that he can carry on his Containers. Yeah. But since you brought that up, that pulverizer is, is in bad shape. I mean, it's, we've all worked on it. I don't know how many times and help them with it, but it's you know, it's like a hammer mill in the ground with that glass. It's it's spent a lot of money on it, but it's been there for probably I think you said 20 years. Yeah. Okay. And, and I, the last five years, the amount of wine bottles 
and they're going to wrap it, and uh, it's going to be a really nice project. He said the project will be there. I mean, the building will be there for 100 years after this. That's what he's saying. New paint. Uh, so we included everything on it. The issue is nobody wants to, because it is time consuming, and the contract is now. They just don't want to come in and, you know, sandblast here and do this. All the windows, one of the windows, you can put your fingers in uh, the, the wood on the windows. So this is the only contractor that I could get to even give us a bid on it. And the bid does include the uh, the ramp, the wheelchair ramp on it, paint job. And the roof is good. It, he inspected the whole thing, but he wants to paint everything and uh, all new hardy board on it. So it's, it's going to take a little while. And, uh, but anyway, I do have a formal bid from him. And Harvey did ask the question, uh, because this is over 50000 do we need to seek out other bids? And so I wanted Cindy to, you know, let's, to talk about that in light as well, since uh, from a legal standpoint, make sure that we cover all our bases. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't at some meeting years back, didn't Commissioner's Court take on the responsibility of the maintenance of that? I don't, I don't know. It is our building. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. So, yeah. We are responsible for that. So we have to. And if the thing is not a considered historical building, but if it is, then it, we're, that this 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 bid right here could be thrown out the window because. It, I mean, if, if they go out for a historical donation of that building, it's going to really put a lot of restrictions on them. That's a historical area, but there's not a historical flag on that. Not on that building. Thank goodness. Old Dunes. Old Dunes is considered a historical landmark, but not the building itself. Right. But this, we could use AOP money for this. Yeah. It, it is to promote tourism. They do have it open every Saturday. They get visitors in there. They got some folks. Exhibit that. Okay. So the whole issue is with Blake is, and, and like I said, I've, I've reached out and I just couldn't find anybody that wants to touch the project because of the condition of the building itself. Sure. And my effort, talking to Nathan, my understanding is even though we're using ARP money for it, um, we're still required to abide by all of our normal bidding guidelines, all of those kind of things. Um, if we can avoid getting to do those, you know, if they have. Uh, like if they're a buyboard company where it's approved by the state, it, my understanding is this is not one of those situations. So I think we will have to, since it's over fifty thousand, I think we'll have to formally go out for the project. Well, that, that technique, I mean, really, that's just going to extend the process a little, right? Right. Because it sounds like there's not going to be people. No. You're right. not going to have a lot of people bid on that. But so if we have to do that, it just will maybe lengthen the. Right. I, I think. I wouldn't expect to get a whole bunch, if any, other bids right. for the project, uh, but I think we have to go through the formality of doing that in order to sign on paperwork and get the contract get started. Uh, how long did that only take? We put the bids out for two weeks? I, I don't know. Um, uh, it has to be out for 14 days. We would not be able to get it in in time for the next meeting if I got the add to the paper by tomorrow. Um, well, actually, it will be only in Tuesday's paper if I got it to me tomorrow. So it would be not this upcoming commissioner's part, but the next team. The earliest is if we had a special meeting on the 29th of this month to look at it. Otherwise, you're looking at October 13th. 
you know, I can, I can talk to the contractor. He just told me that because of the projects they have going on, that, you know, it's he's got a lot of work going on, and he'd like to do the project. He is from Fayette County, but he just said that you know he's going to try to. It's, it is kind of time sensitive because of all the other work he has, got some homes doing. But uh, so I mean, you know, we can just if, if it takes too long, and he's said, I can't, you know, I, I need, we'll have to move on to some other projects, and we'll just have to move on for other other outlets. But because he does the windows, he said, you know, you've got to order them. He said, you know, six to nine weeks on those, and he said it's just some of the supplies is what his issue is. But I can just tell him that we've got to go up to bid on this. So we really wouldn't have any action on number 19, but can we go? Can we authorize to go out for bid? Sure. For the project, I would think that that's fine. So that would be our action. We may just authorize to go out for bid. Okay. But the request will change depending on the bid because we're just request, or we're the ones paying for it because it's our building. We could okay. issues there. I didn't right. realize that was going to Yeah. Okay. So the motion would be just to agree. We do a lot of bids. Do we need to include <coughs> Do we want to have a, do we want to have special, keep this thing moving as quick as we can based on the timeline? Do we want to have a special meeting on the 29th? Wait till October. No, I would like to. I think it's going to be better. Yeah. We've been, we've been working on this bill for over two years. We haven't gotten very far on it. Just, can we do the what's the 29th? Is that Thursday? We can do that at, um, at 9. Um, you do have an appointment at 9.45, but mm -hmm. we should be done. You can even do it on the 28th if it works better. I just have to it have to be out we, of the You know what? Um, <coughs> We have that special commissioner's court meeting for the 4-H kids on the 28th, so we can no, just add it. Let's just add it on. Thank you. Okay. It's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> we have a motion in just to make sure we... I move we <coughs> authorize the auditor to go out for bids for repairs on the Mulvey Courthouse. Second. Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Now, agenda item 20, I don't know if you consider and take appropriate action on an agreement between Fayette County and the Muldoon Historical Society for use of ARP funds. Should we hold off on this? Well, I'll go through the opportunity. So I don't think we need the agreement since it's our building. It's our building, so Item 21 is to discuss and possibly approve the resolution supporting the Lower Colorado River Authority's application 
to the Middle Mile Grant Program. So the Middle Mile Grant Program is funding for the construction, improvement, or acquisition of Middle Mile infrastructure. So it's the fiber lines that go from the uh, MLCRA basically to an ISP. So the ISP can then take it to the house. Uh, and this is a program through the broadband uh, funds through the infrastructure legislation that came down and LCRA is going to apply for it and this is just, an, uh, just as a support for it. And Eric is here if you have any questions, uh, but I think it's something that's worthwhile. Would I just say a few things on here? What y'all are doing here? I can fill you in a little bit, Judge. Thank you so much. Uh, Eric Anderson with LCRA. I'm responsible for telecommunications, which is part of our community services. And uh, last year, the Texas legislature gave us the authority to provide middle mile internet service, broadband service in our territory, which means we can connect rural communities to a greater internet through our data center in, in Austin. And um, so what that means is we've been investing over the last year to take what was our internal private network and make that, and carve off part of it, and make it available for, for communities in the region. So that you can have more available, more affordable, more reliable broadband in rural Texas. And so what we're doing is really three things we're spending money on. One is clearing easements to get the right to move uh, internet traffic across our lines. Um, second is physical networking gear, the, the electronics that you need to, to make it all to move the traffic and to handle all the security. And the third is the physical connection between ourselves and the local internet service providers that you mentioned. And that could be, we don't care who it is, whoever would like to serve your communities, and we're happy to, happy to work with them. So that's what this Middle Mile Grant, and the federal government came out with this program called the Middle Mile Grant Program, and the applications are due this month at the end of the month. And so we're submitting our application to help us <coughs> jumpstart, uh, because some of these areas are you know, pretty remote, and we'd like to serve them, but it takes real capital. So thank you. Okay, Mr. we approve a resolution supporting the lower Colorado River Authority's application to the Middle Mile Grant Program. Is there a second? second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Opposed? The motion carries the news. Agenda item 22 is a hearing report from Craig Monroe on emergency management. Gentlemen, Homeland Security Front, uh, Schulenberg area organizations are hosting two active attacker courses next week. Uh, one is going to be the senior connections at lunchtime on the 12th, and on the same day at 4 p.m., Arts of uh, Rural Texas campus in Schulenberg are hosting a class. You can call senior connections or Arts More Info. Uh, elections office is also hosting a class that week. It'll be on the 15th at the Ag Hall in LaGrange. This is open to everyone. Uh, you can call Terry Hefner uh, to register for that event. Uh, submitted two proposals for the enhanced security for the courthouse to Judge Weber. Uh, they were uh, from two separate companies. Uh, obviously, she knows uh, very difficult <coughs> installing cameras and different things in a historic courthouse such as this. Uh, we're going through those and seeing what uh, technical issues need to be uh, overcome and then exactly what we're getting for those. Uh, I'd like to congratulate the Fayette County Fair Association for a safe operation, even with significant weather challenges. Uh, the Fair Board, the PD, the SO, fire departments, Schulenberg, first responders, and events priority and event staff placed safety as a very high priority uh, from the pre-planning through the event. It was a very impressive effort. 
On the emergency management front, uh, rain has persisted uh, and reduced the wildfire risk considerably. As of yesterday, the risk for wildfires listed as low. Um, if this is a daily tally that can change uh, with uh, wind and other factors taken into account. Uh, the KDBI, which is the drought index, is at 518 as of yesterday. According to the AM Forest Service, 400 to 600, which 518 falls in there. Uh, means that lower litter and depth layers contribute to fire intensity and will burn actively. Wildfire intensity begins to increase significantly. Larger fuels uh, could burn or smolder for several days. This is often seen in, in late summer and early fall, which is the time we're in right now, of course. Uh, there is no rain predicted for the next uh, week, no significant rain release. Uh, as of yesterday, three of our eight neighboring counties are in a burn band, and they are Bastrop, Austin, and Washington counties. And also, uh, there's a map in the uh, packet of what our county looks like uh, on, the, on the drought. Uh, the darker orange are the more dry areas. Uh, the, the lighter orange and yellow are the more wet areas, with a little bit of green at the very top of the county. Uh, from a health perspective, no major changes since last commissioner's court. Our community list level for COVID is at low, uh, largely because 6.2% of available hospital beds are being used for COVID patients. Uh, in our county, that roughly means one to two hospitalized patients at any given time, uh, not a significant impact. Uh, our healthcare systems, hospitals, nursing homes, primary care providers, et cetera, report that they are doing well at this time. I will, I have not had a chance to look at what you've sent on that security update, Greg, but I'll get it out to the commissioners and they'll. Yeah. Yeah. Quick question, clarification. You said the last time I talked to you, some of these classes come up with short, a shorter version versus, yes. are these two, are they long or short versions? Uh, so the one on, at the Ag Call is going to be a, a full uh, version, uh, the one at uh, Arts is going to be a shortened version, and the one at the Senior Connections is going to be uh, significantly shorter, that's just a whole for that last time. So the longest version that's going on next week uh, will be at the Ag Call, and this is an adaptable class, it can go from a uh, very short presentation up to, uh, actually up to five days for the full tactical course. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. I move we accept the report from Craig Monroe, Emergency Management Coordinator. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Agenda item 23 is to consider and take appropriate action concerning burn ban. My phone's been ringing off the wall. I'm sure the rest of the commissioners have. I've gotten to go past. I had one guy. Well, they burned across the road. And, and they, uh, <laughs> so what, what they think is that it's dry, that we shouldn't live with. Yeah. So they, they're not trying to burn it. Uh, my people are burning because it's, in four weeks I've gotten 1.4 inches, so I've gotten anything in four weeks. But I know yeah, other people have it. So I, and like Tony said, Chief Robinson said, you know, it might be the best time of now. Uh, Muldoon said they've got some rain there, but Muldoon was probably going to cry about. He said, you know, you know, people, you know, people want to burn, so he's fine with it. But my my problem is sudden, and then in two weeks we have an issue, and I think it gets people confused. Is it anything on or is it off? But you know, my guy said lift it, so we just don't go with them. That's what they want. Our chiefs. 
uh, Chief Karashki called and said that, uh, you know, down in Schubert we haven't got that much as everybody else has, but it has greened up enough to where if we wanted to lift it now, we'll probably be the best time where people had a chance to learn. You know, give it a couple weeks, a month or so, we might have to put it back in if it dries up again, we don't get any more rain, but that way it gives people a chance to burn what they need to burn for now. Yeah, there's a lot of dry vegetation underneath all that green too, you know, that's the problem. It looks green on the surface, but there's a lot of, still a lot of fuel out there for fires. We have a lot of standing grass that's been dead from the drought where there's no livestock in there. We still have a lot of hazardous areas. So. Uh, the ones that replied to me were against lifting it. I have not heard from them. I have not heard from them. I, I kind of go along with what Drew said. That, I, mean, I think if you're going to lift it, this is your window of opportunity. Uh, Winchester and the Greensville were in favor of lifting it. Uh, but I, I, it, I see what you're saying. If somebody wasn't grazing, there's a little dry stuff. But if they were grazing something, they wouldn't. No, no, no. We, we, uh, I, I see no prediction of rain in the county over the next 10 days. Uh, but I, what would concern me more is wind. And I don't, you know, I'm not sure we're, uh, we're probably out of these warmer summer winds. I don't hear as we enter into the fall. I don't know. But, Craig, how many counties surrounding us have lifted it? So we have eight counties that touch us. Uh, three of the eight currently have burn bans in place. That's Austin, Washington, and Bastrop. Chief? I'm against it. I'm the one who said to my commission, we're against it. Uh, a town of Federal had rain, and yeah, green grass, you see it on the side of the road, but ponds aren't full. We're in a drought. Still in the drought. Morton area is dry. Fable area is dry out in the pastures. I just think it's a bad choice right now. You don't have no significant rain coming. To me, I'd wait to see what happens in 10 days, and then you could put it in if the rains come back. But we, I mean, that's just my, that's Fable Fire Department's opinion. I think the biggest problem is the rains were hitting this. Mm -hmm. I mean, you take one day last week, Riversville had three inches. Over the weekend, Bear Creek Road had four inches. Mm -hmm. You go north, half inch, you get those other counties, nothing. Right. It's really strange how it's been so spotty, but so heavy shallow. showers. But there's still places that haven't really got anything. It's just east of the last night had two inches. Yeah. So. And, and I'm, not, I'm less than about probably half a mile from there, and we had one tenth. But the problem I have with the southern end is the flat 25 department is, they just don't have enough help there, and then <clears throat> it's pretty dry out that way, and then we're gonna have to wait on all the other come help with the addition over there, we, you know. And this probably hurts some of the driest areas on the southern end. So. Emergency Management Coordinator, what are your thoughts on lift it or keep it? My general philosophy is that we should lean to less burn bans, but more into personal responsibility when somebody messes up and burns. If they, if they mess up their neighbor's property, if they burn down things, they have to have a lot of folks come out. Uh, there's enforcement mechanisms behind that. I uh, presented a, a list of potential punishments uh, that, that we can do legally. Uh, overall, uh, I'm not sure that uh, the people who are <coughs> doing things responsibly are going to do it, whether it's burn bit or not. The ones that are doing things irresponsibly aren't changing just a, just a whole lot. 
uh, we're, we're borderline at this time. Uh, in my house, we've kind of seen Fayetteville get hammered with rain and washed on the hill and dust is blowing my face, so it's fairly dry in my house. It has been very, very spotty, and I would just defer to the commissioners and the fire chiefs. You didn't give us an answer. I don't think we should ever have a burn ban, but I think anytime anybody messes up, they should be they should be fined or jailed. Is that clear? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'd like to propose a motion that uh, we lift the burn ban in the state of County, Texas. I would second that motion by also saying please ask the citizens to use common sense. If it's green in your area and you know it's safe to burn, go ahead and burn. If you're iffy and you're on the fence about it, just wait. It's not going to go anywhere. It's still going to be there. I second. Is there any further discussion? Only thing I tell is all our volunteer fire departments to be ready because uh, we're probably going to be some heavy burning next weekend. Don't you think? Hopefully the citizens will be critical, but I think, yeah. Okay. All in favor? Aye. Aye. So we have three. Three in favor, two against. Motion passes. Agenda item 24, consider and take, discuss and take appropriate action in approving purchasing agreement for real property located in Precinct 4 for the purpose of relocating the Illinois roadways. Uh, this is just a continuation of the agenda item we had at the last commissioner's court. Um, sorry, I realized that I hadn't brought the actual copy of the track agreement up to Cassie when I brought everything else up yesterday. Um, but this is just for purchase of the property for us to move the Bruno Ridge, uh, Bruno Road Bridge um, that we discussed the last time. Attached in the agenda is the uh, general warranty deed. And then this is um, the Trek contract, just the one that's been approved by the state for unimproved property. Um, it's not complete because there's a couple things in there that we need the uh, sellers to, to fill out when we sign everything. Um, and I had to make a couple assumptions, but uh, this is we would use this contract and then they would sign the general warranty. So we're going to buy the bridge right. for $18,000. It's supposed to be eight. Eight. I'm sorry. Yeah. Eight thousand dollars. I can not, make that. You're not in the city of Long. Oh, I'm sorry. I can go ahead and make that change as well. So it should be eight thousand, and then uh, not yes, not in the city. This is one of the Grand Bridge projects that TxDOT does. Uh, we had the last meeting. Uh, whenever you come on the approach on either side of it, it's a sharp ninety degree turn. You come on top of the bridge. As soon as the bridge is over, it's another sharp ninety degree turn. It's super dangerous for people driving across the bridge, especially down that road. There were a bunch of accidents and stuff like that. So, whenever TxDOT uh, brought this to us, we were discussing and trying to purchase a little piece of land there to go ahead and try to straighten out the bridge to make it safer for everybody. And so, uh, the landowners there have been uh, easy to work with, Michael and Gary Swesper, and uh, they're willing to go ahead and sell us a little piece of their property there for $8,000. Uh, spoke with numerous uh, 
realtors in the area lowers the fair market value. So I think it's a great thing. Right now. So we're all price to pay for the bridge. We're actually going to buy it instead of getting an easement. Uh, right, purchase the, the property and the bridge itself. Oh, sorry. It's a good thing to straighten it out. Uh, so I take a move we approve a purchase agreement for the, the real property located in precinct four for the purpose of re relocating the Bruno River Bridge. Is there a second? second? Is there any further discussion? All opposed? All opposed? Motion carries in. Agenda item 25. Consider taking appropriate action, <coughs> including assigning an order regarding a request by Larry Harper's for Fayette County on behalf of the county and the public to disclaim an interest in and to vacate the interest of the county and the public under abandoned streets and alleys flatted, in which appear on a private professional seal survey of property owned by Larry Harper's and the Andrew Castle a30 in the community of Plum, Fayette County, Texas. Uh, and this is just another general request for us to uh, quick claim any interest that we may have in uh, a series of alleys and roads um, near Mr. Harbor's property. Um, and so the order that is presented to the court is to vacate any interest the county may have in any of that property. This is the correct way to do it. 
and I agree with that. So this is the five hundred dollar. Yes, sir. And this is the document. same. Yes, and it's the same document that would have gotten used in this crash property. Okay. And so uh, another distinction: this property is very complex. It's shape, very weird shape, and that would have required a survey. In the other case, that property that they were in Muldoon, that could have been described with a paragraph without requiring a survey. So there's a distinction. I don't know what statutes may require, but crafts should not have required a survey. This one should, and it matters. Um, the document itself, uh, I do want to unfortunately point out an error because the town of Plum is not recorded at 105.874. Okay. It's recorded at 35503. Okay. And this is my plum folder. So I surveyed the church up there. I've talked to Mr. Harbors. I've been all over this place and very familiar with this property. Um, I have another concern here. It says property boundaries in the first paragraph of the land owned by Larry Harbors and and I want to point out that the land does not just adjoin Larry Harper's, there's several other property owners involved. Yes. And I highly um, encourage you to add that language here and others because it looks to me like Mr. Harper's might actually try and claim this property. And for the on the public record, since this is being discussed publicly, I want to point out that there's a very good chance that Larry Harper's is not entitled to the property that's shown on that acreage. All of it. He's definitely entitled to parts of it, but Larry Harbors may not have any claim to the land shown on underneath that entire parcel. And I know this because I'm very familiar with the history of the title in Plum. And so if he's thinking he's going to come out and just claim this land now that it's been abandoned by the county, he needs to be very careful. And the other property owners who adjoin land next to this need to be paying attention. And that is correct, um, Mr. We're not granting any of this property to Mr. Harbors. That is a discussion I've had with Mr. Harbors. So he's aware that by us disclaiming our interest, he is not gaining ownership of everything that we are disclaiming here. Um, there are parts of this property that we are disclaiming an ownership interest in that the neighbor on either side of that property past Mr. Harbors' property would have that ownership interest in. So if Mr. Harbors did try to claim all of it, that would be improper. He is aware of that. And it's not a county matter. It's a private matter, right. what they do with the private property. But yes, I just wanted to point that out. Right. And that would be a that would be a civil issue between him and his neighbors. We do not have any involved. But he has been made aware of that issue. Okay, good. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate your public comment participation. We're here at 25 Bill. Mark tells us. As far as the citizens, when it came to this craft two weeks ago, Blake is, is the county attorney, and when it comes to the matters of this, I take my work to Blake, and when Blake tells me this is the way we're going to do it, it's the way I did it. And so that's why I went to Blake, and I take Blake's opinion, and no disrespect to you, but you don't, you're not out by the county, so my opinion goes with, with Blake, so that's why Blake set it up in his craft, and that's the way he wrote it, so that's the way and, and so when I asked about it, the question I got, well, the answer I got last week is it's going to be a quick claim deed. And this is what I had suggested. So I just wanted to point out that I suggested a resolution just like this. That was my suggestion all along. Okay. And I apologize if that was unclear. But no, we, this is the, what is getting done today is the same that's been done for Miss Craft and everyone else who's come before him. 
So we're not actually doing a deed, it's just the order releasing all of our interest in that property that we may have. Appreciate your in input. Okay. <coughs> I move we sign an order regarding a request by Larry Harbors of Bay County on behalf of the county and the public to disclaim an interest in and to vacate the interest of the county and the public and or abandon streets, alleys, plaza, which appear on a private professional sealed survey of property owned by Larry Harbors with the correction to be made on the actual order for the official recording of plumbing. There's second. Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Opposed? Motion carries and ends. Who are you taking? You did? Second. All in favor? Motion carries and ends. Appropriate action approving a contract between Colorado Valley Communications and Fayette County, Texas for fiber internet and phone lines for our juvenile probation office. Located 215 North Main Street here in the frame. Kevin asked that we put that on that she yeah. saved us some money. Needed. I'm going to be approved of the contract between Colorado Valley Communications and Fayette County for fiber at the juvenile probation office. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. All opposed? Agenda item 27. Consider and take appropriate action in entering into an agreement between Tyler Technologies and Fayette County on behalf of Fayette County Sheriff's Office for four mobile care <coughs> licenses for a term of five years. That has to do with all the training we've been going through to go to the CAD system. Yes. Um, they needed four. I think they needed four more. Yeah, yeah okay. something like that to add right. to that. So that's Okay. I move we enter into an agreement between Tyler Technology and Bay County for four mobile license cab licenses for a total of five years. Is there a second? second? Is there any further discussion? All in favor? All opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 28 is considered to take appropriate action setting a date for a public hearing concerning setting a speed limit on the following road Creamer Creek Road. Panorama Road in Precinct 3, authorization to publish notice of said hearing in the newspaper. Yeah, see. We just repaved that road and people are just driving 60 miles an hour on there. There's no public signs on it. So I got a petition with about 25 people signed to ask to know what's going on. And so Panorama, the little data road comes off of it. That is down there. So I just put both on there together to save some time. And you want to do those on the 22nd? Yes. Then I'll submit the things today. That way they'll be in the paper. <laughs> so we can do it on the Hopefully. 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> Might need a reminder, but uh, just I'll get it done. Okay. And move we put uh, the date for September 22nd at 9 a.m. for a public hearing concerning speed limit on Creek Creek Road and Pandorama Road. And authorize the publication of the notice in the newspaper. Second. Second. Any further discussion? Agenda 29 acknowledge the fiber service drop plans for 
Colorado Valley Telephone Co-op to install new buried fiber optic cables and copper cables within the quarters of the following road, Schubert Road, Precinct 1, Kineski Lane, Weed Road, and Schuster Road in Precinct 2. Concerning acknowledging and signing a letter from TechStop regarding a bridge replacement project road closure on Tyner Road at Pin Oak Branch in Precinct 1. Project schedule for December 2020 letting. Typically, construction starts two to three months after the day. You're going to have to close that road. Uh, well, it's yes, it's not a dead end road. You can enter through Lee County. They're doing a lot of bridges in Fayette County right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, within the next two years. Well, Warden Church, I mean, Warden Blacktop is the main, like, right after this, yeah. too. So, let's see, I have five in Montreal. I move we acknowledge and sign a letter from Techstar regarding a bridge replacement project and roadway closure on Tyner Road at Pin Oak Branch. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? No. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 31, consider take appropriate action in approving and entering into an agreement between Databox Incorporated and Fayette County, Texas for Avaya phone systems for the following offices, courthouse, auditor, county, clerk, juvenile, probation, sheriff, JP1, JP2, JP4, EMS, using American Rescue Fund. This is kind of new, new to me. Uh, have we talked about this before? You have to replace the phone system. This is going to be an internet-based phone system that can be... Because Avaya is what got my attention. Yeah. Is, are, they, are they even in our county? Avaya? Yeah. I mean, Kevin's been working with them and handling this, but okay. uh, it is it is an eligible use, uh, and it will allow those phone, phones to be... Uh, a kind of a plug and play as long as you're within a county courthouse or you know one of those facilities you can move them in any room in the room. Boy, there's a boy, I guess it's voice over IP. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sheriff's office going to have uh, any backup landlines, any landlines for backup in case the internet goes down? Mm -hmm. I mean, because those, those internet phones are not as reliable. No, no, no. So, I mean, I hope the dispatch center. I, I texted Nelda and I think Brandy was going to go up and know. Um, but uh, um, I, I have a personal, you know, what was crazy. I think they have our lines. I just want to make sure they're not yeah. they're not switching over that critical infrastructure to internet phones because they're not yeah. as reliable. I don't know that. I, I, I wouldn't 
Detention of juvenile offenders, 2022-2023 contract for the residential services of juvenile offenders with Victoria County. We use that extensively. Again, they have gone up on their rates uh, due to expenses and short staff, but B, that's all we got. So the juvenile board did <coughs> So moved. Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor of 
Okay, let me get there here. Can you imagine if we were doing this with paper? Agenda item 34 is approve the 2022-23 contract for secure long-term and short-term, again, residential services, juvenile offenders. This is with Hayes County. Again, has been approved by the juvenile board. And, uh, so moved. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries unanimous. Agenda item 33. Same. 2022-2023 contract for residential services of juvenile offenders with our Pegasus School, Shoreline Treatment Center, and Gulf Coast Trade Center. Okay, and the board did approve it. Uh, 31, 2022. So moved. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimous. Approved the 2022-2023 contracts for non-regional services with the Center for Cognitive Education, LLC, and Turning Leaf Counseling Education Center, PLLC. Again, both these were approved by the County Juvenile Board as well. <coughs> so moved. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 All opposed? Motion carries unanimous. Agenda item 37 is considered to take appropriate action concerning improving the payment in, of our currently due Fayette County bills and expenses. Currently, we have a couple of them unusual ones. We have one to Bill Baker that is an attorney fee for a, um, a defendant that is on appeal. That was $15,000. Uh, DeWitt Pope, the Toshiba copier, the district clerk that we had approved the contract with, that's $10,500 for hers. Uh, we had our tax appraisal fourth quarter contribution. That total payment was $74,677.31, of which we had a refund that was, um, that's why it was lower. For uh, their 2021 audit, that we got refunded $30,325.44. We had the Oviedo Motors for the 2022 Dodge truck, the sheriff, $25,410. Uh, and then out of the grant, uh, the American Rescue Plan, we had a total of $2,672.94. Most of that looks like that was with the CAD training. Any other questions? Other than the fact that, yes, we're still seeing uh, increase on some of the, which I will have on the next agenda, Commissioner's for Quality Hot Mix had an increase in uh, Waller County asphalt. We start seeing increases on that. Waller County, is that a hot mix? Well, I think it's. I think both. Both. Hot person, so. 
and she is not increased it yet until we put it on our increase the price of the hop mix asphalt. She uh, wants to increase it to 75, which like I said, I will have it on the next agenda, but they've not increased it yet. They're waiting for that. Now, quality has notified me. Well, quality. Quality is the premix type D. They're wanting to go up to $92 and the hot mix $63.50. The premix type D, uh, when I was calculating it and talking with him, I was looking at the delivery price, but y'all don't do delivery, y'all do, I think, at the plant. So, yes, it just went slightly. It's like $2 over the 25%. But I was like 80 something. That's the delivery price. The plant price is seventy-two fifty. And what are we paying? Mm -hmm. We were paying sixty before. Uh, you were paying seventy-two fifty for the premix. The hot mix, you were paying sixty-three fifty. The hot mix is going to go up to seventy-seven dollars. We just got four loads, but they charge us the cheaper price. Or no, they haven't yet. He hasn't charged yet. You're probably going to get the ninety-two dollars. Well, we've gotten all our bills from them. Uh, I'll, I'll see what it is. I'll get uh, 
Well, we've got to we've got enough because we're paying for the building for the office to ourselves. Right, the office won't be included in that, but I just want to make sure I have all the bills for the city. Hey, I'll get Joe from cut right calling and to make sure that I think everything. There, there's just a few items left to okay. finish, but maybe. But I will go ahead and build them. Yeah, because I'd like to get that in before, but I just didn't know we were completely through with all the bills on it. I haven't seen one for the office. What about the our refund from the tax office? What is going on with that? She said y'all had an email. Did y'all see the email yet or not? Y'all have gotten funding in for the first round, and she's checking with her to see where the second round is at. So that will be going into y'all's accounts this uh, month. Well, when she had the little bit left that y'all, she still had to get from y'all, she turned it in in the second thing. We don't know why Maria didn't have it all together, but uh, I will check with Cindy. But yes, the majority of it has been, we got in Wednesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. So we have got the majority of y'all's. So for sure by the end of the year, we'll have everything. Oh, I hope to by the end of this month have everything from her. Because it was shortly right after that Cindy sent the rest of y'all stuff. So you may as well go again. Probably. No, y'all can't. Probably not. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> I move and pay the bills. Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. All opposed? Okay, I just want to thank the commissioners and the court and all the department heads and you, Cindy, particularly, Cassie, everybody has worked very hard. And it's been a good, uh, it's a good day. And I appreciate all the assistance. So, giving us some hard work. Do I have another motion? Move we adjourn? Is there a second? Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Thank you all. Have a good day.